Stay Doomed is part of the IWEP Podcast Network. Good evening, grave robbers, and welcome back to the movie mausoleum. We are your film necromancers, Lara Prince and Noah Houlihan, and we have come here tonight to examine the spirits of... Or we can just, I don't know, we could have watched the parody on Netflix. With me, as always, is TV's Noah Houlihan. On the inside, always looking out and trying to see what my neighbors are about. And I'm tap, tap, tapping on the glass. I'm the woman in the window. Oh, oh. My file for the notes for this is watching from the window. Yeah, this whole time we were hoping that this was uh, Tear Evan Hansen, because we'd have a way better time than we did with Woman in the Window. Yes, this is a Netflix exclusive. Netflix um, exclusive, so bad that they made their own parody about it. Yeah, the woman, it's like the girl across the street from the woman in the window. Yeah, like what a great self-own. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my first note, can't we just watch the Kristen Bell one, please? I don't. I, w- I, I hate this movie so much that I don't want to watch the Kristen Bell movie because I don't want to be reminded of this film. No, like I... Guys, spoilers. We hated this movie. Yeah. Stay doomed. What are we watching next week? Uh, we have to watch Karen. <laughs> All right. Thanks for, for listening. Oh, my God. I... This is one of the few that I, I almost advocated for turning off. Yeah. And just doing a Dear Evan Hansen episode. Because sometimes uh, when we really, really can't deal with one of the movies, <laughs> we will sub something in. Usually it's because it's like a bad political movie. Yeah. So we really didn't have an excuse. Mm-hmm. So, so we gritted our teeth and we made our way through this. So we open up on Amy Adams's eye in a monstrously unflattering close-up. With the word Monday. Yes. Moments later, she says over the phone. What day is it today? Oh, it's Monday. Oh, Sunday night's pizza night. You're eating leftover pizza. <laughs> and I was like, well, if you're just going to say it out loud, why the title card? This is redundant. And we see, Get used to what this whole film is. You know, we see a house, like a kid's room, photographs of a child in, that are like tucked into the mirror. And then uh, Amy Adams fumbles for her phone. She grabs a pile of meds. She's on the phone with her daughter. And we find out that she and her husband are separated. Yes. And she's agoraphobic. She exchanges money under the door for groceries. Yeah. She has a cat. She doesn't go outside. Yeah. And her therapist makes house calls. Yeah. And she argues with her therapist. She's combative. Yeah. Basically, her therapist reveals to us, the audience, that she had a suicide attempt 10 months ago. Yeah. And he's kind of quizzing her on her neighbors. Yeah. Because she's been spying Full rear on window. Them. Yeah, she's been spying on them. And he kind of paints it as a good thing. Because the fact that she's curious about other people Quote, is a good sign. Uh, oh, also, uh, I'd like to put a content warning we're going to talk about suicide and suicidal ideation. Yeah. And it's not handled particularly great in the no, movie. No, there's a lot of things that are poorly handled in this film. So Amy Adams... So actually, you know what, before we get into it, what do you say we pour one out? Okay. Because we forgot to. 
Uh, what do you got there, Laura? It's big old glass of red wine. Big old glass of red wine because Amy Adams drinks it over and over again. Yeah, like red wine. This movie is sponsored by Big Red Wine. Big Red Wine. Uh, I have. I, I started with some red uh, fruit punch. Yeah. And then I added some white Malibu and then some blue Coruscant. So it's all patriotic. Yeah. And this is Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Ah. Because guess what? They're both in this film. Yes. Um... And by both, <laughs> I mean uh, Anthony... What's his last Anthony name? Anthony Mackie. Mackie. I almost said Bowens. <laughs> Anthony Mackie, Captain America. And... Wyatt Russell. Who's John Walker yes. in... Uh, I knew you didn't have that name in the chamber, so I I'm going to try and look that up. He's John Walker from uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. He is the replacement Captain America. But in this film, his name is David Winters. <laughs> and today I learned that he's Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's kid. Certainly did not know that. So, I had to Google his name, too. So, uh, so yeah, I was like, oh, they're both in this? This is just like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Would have right. been cool if Chris Evans had a cameo. Oh, yeah, it would be great. Yeah, not for <laughs> Chris Sebastian Evans. Sebastian Stan. Well, not for Chris Evans, because he would have no. been in this movie. Um, so she says the line, uh, oh, what, people who snoop don't kill themselves? Yes. And her therapist is named Carl. I don't know and, why I think it's funny. And that's not true. People, It's not that people who snoop don't uh, commit suicide. It's pimps. Pimps don't commit suicide. That's for one person that's listening. Yeah, I was going to say, Just, I do not understand. I'm not going to explain the joke, but that was for you. <laughs> cool. Just getting real niche. Having <laughs> jokes literally your co-host doesn't get. <laughs> anyway, we then see Amy Adams, whose name we don't know yet, by the way. Um, no. She's arguing on the phone with her husband, who we haven't seen yes. in any way. We can we only hear his voice through the phone. And she doesn't like the drug she's on. The right. new med she's on. Because she's not supposed to drink with them. Yeah, she's not supposed to drink on it, and then she gets mad. Yeah. And then my next line is, do I really have to spend another 90 minutes with this woman? Because I yes. already can't stand her. You, you, have, you, you win. You've already struck upon my biggest problem with this movie. Is that she's awful. Why do we want to cheer for this woman? <laughs> so she's just she's terrible and like we will find out she went through some stuff but there's nothing redeeming or like anything about her that makes you want to cheer for her no. other than she's the main character of the movie you're watching so you're supposed to so we <laughs> this is the oh other. my next note this is rear window but shite yeah so these neighbors move in across the street. Yes. Uh, Jane and Alistair. Yes. Russell, interestingly. Alistair Russell, yes. Yeah. Not to be confused with Wyatt Russell, who plays David Winter. Oh my gosh. I'm already confused. Ah! <laughs> and their son just stops by. Yeah. And he stops by holding a candle. Yeah, because he wants to give her a candle because they're new to the neighborhood. His mom, like, I'm supposed to bring you this. Yeah, it's it's very nice. Lots of things happen in this sequence that I'm very confused about. One, I thought the whole point of, or not the whole point, but I thought agoraphobia is all about, like, keeping everything out and being safe inside. 
she's completely fine with this stranger being in her home. She has no issues with people coming into the house. Yeah, it's just the physical act of being outside that's the problem. Mm-hmm. She does not mind that this kid's in her home, who's like 16. He's 15 and a half. He mentioned oh, it yes. like 18 times. That's right. He's 15 and a half. Excuse me. Uh, and This th- scene is weird. Yes. She has one of those Wilford Brimley cats. Yeah. And Punch. He's petting her and he says, I like cats' tongues. Which is a weird kind of thing to say. I, my note here is, is Ethan supposed to come off as special needs or is he just that crappily written? I could not figure it out. And based on oh. the rest of the movie, he doesn't seem... He's never as, like, written... I think I figured it out. Okay. But I will save it for the end of this discussion. Okay. Uh, but he's definitely... He comes off as being, like, Laura just said, either special needs or very poorly... Written. Written. But uh, it's really hard to tell which. He's petting the cat, and he's like, I'm allergic to cats. It's like, oh, okay. But I didn't want to offend the cat. And she's like, oh, he, he, she's not that sensitive. She also does something I find really interesting for someone who has, like, a paranoia issue. She tells a strange young man that she lives alone. Yeah. Like... That's text, like, you really don't do that as a woman. Yeah, my, my husband lives states away. Yeah, like, I live alone. Uh, oh, yeah, that's my daughter. She's eight. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a lot of things. Her name is Olivia. Like, just a lot of things you don't, even a 16-year-old stranger, you don't tell someone, like, as a woman, this is never information I volunteer to mm-hmm. strange men. Yeah. Like, there's the trope of, a woman who's living alone gets delivery and she intentionally overorders and yells foods here over her shoulder if she's alone. Yeah. Like, that's a very common trope. Mm-hmm. I actually will not usually order food to the house if I'm alone. Yeah. Stuff like, yeah, like, so I, I found it really interesting that she's supposedly very scared. Mm-hmm. But she does this. She also has a tenant who we'll get into in a yes. little bit. Well, there's one more real important thing I wanted to bring up here. Yeah. Uh, the, the the young man, whose name I do, do not remember. Ethan. Ethan. Uh, Ethan asks what she does. And she says, child psychologist. Yes. So she used to be a psychologist. Yes. Specializing in children. I will be angry later. Remember this, dear listener. And uh, she's watched throughout this every night. She's watching a clip from an old movie and it is just not subtle. Yeah. The first one she's watching is a movie called Laura. And that's when I realized these were real movies because I've seen Laura. Mm -hmm. Um, Why? (laughs) uh, Because my parents like old movies. Oh. Um, It's a Gene Tierney movie about a woman mistakenly thought to be murdered. Okay. Um, I just used the IMDb listing for that because I actually then went to chase, cause I didn't recognize the rest of them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I then looked up like the trivia and all of the movies she watches are thematically related to the film. Of course they are. I'm, I'm surprised they, they went further than just having her watch Hitchcock films. I mean, she does watch Rear Window at one point. Does she watch Rear Window? Yeah. I did not catch that. Uh, I wanted her to watch, uh, Suburbia with... Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> just really just ham-handedly pushing what this is. Tuesday. 
Oh, yeah. Surprise, it's Tuesday. Uh, a nice man comes in and it's her tenant. I also found this interesting. that she, yeah. she has a lodger, but she's this paranoid. And she has a strange man living in her home. Yes. Who is John Walker from yeah. <laughs> Falcon and the Winter Soldier. His name is David Winter in this. Yeah, he gets and, into a good-natured argument with her because it's Halloween. Yeah. And he talks about buying candy. Yeah, and she doesn't want to open the door... Because then, like, what if a kid ends up in her house? Wait, that happened yesterday and she didn't care. Well, she can't go out. Like, so he was like, leave a bowl of candy. And she's like, they'll take the candy and then they'll take the bowl. Yeah. It's like, and my thought is, who cares? Yeah. Don't put out a bowl you like. Go Mm -hmm. pick up a bowl from the dollar store. Send David to go pick up a bowl from the dollar store. Because I also had a friend that every year put out an empty bowl with a sign that said, please take one. That's cruel. (laughs) Isn't it? (laughs) Uh, so, uh, she's not going to deal with these kids coming up to her thing. And they kind of set it up. At least this is what I eventually drew from it. There is a staircase down to the basement where Winter lives. Yeah. And the lock is on her side. So the idea is as the tenant, uh, he can't come up into her home, but as the landlord, she could go down into his. Mm-hmm. And there's another entrance that goes straight to the basement. Yeah, that he uses as his more or less normal entrance. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I, it just plays against everything that they have. This guy that basically lives with her, but she's afraid to go out. I, I don't know. It's all very confusing and it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. And it doesn't, it never comes off like they're friends. Like, it's not like, oh, I rented this out to my friend, Winter. No. Uh, we have no idea where he came from. It, it almost feels like they're like, oh, yeah, we have to justify the fact that she can still live in this place. Yeah. Because this does not look like a cheap place. No, it's got like four floors. And is in New York. Yeah. I guess she's got all that child psychology money. I mean, it's a well-paid profession. Yeah. But... Now, when you haven't been doing it for 10 months, it pays nothing if you're not doing it. <laughs> Believe it or not. So, um, she then, like, we get to Halloween night and kids are egging Anna's house. We yeah. find out her name is Anna, by the way. Um, and she flips out. She steps toward the front door, shaking. And then my next notice. Should have gotten candy then. Yeah. Because they're egging her house because she didn't put out candy. Exactly. I also can't believe that she'd go outside at that moment. Yeah. Like, call, like I would think a person with agoraphobia would call the police. Not run outside during a time that is, like, visibly hostile. And also, like, we get the impression that the neighbors are all kind of up in each other's business. Yeah. So I would also think neighbors would be like, just don't bother her house. Like, mm-hmm. everybody had that house in the neighborhood where it's like, yeah. don't go to that house. Like the house you would weren't supposed to trick or treat at. Yes. I'm going to do my best to describe the events that take place next. All right, good luck. She forces herself to open the door, screaming, this is my home. Even though they're continuing to throw eggs, when a blurry woman 
walks up the steps, and then we cut and she's on the couch. Yeah. And Blurry Woman has then says that she had fainted. Yeah, Julianne Moore. It's Julianne Moore, the mother of Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah, she has moved in, theoretically, with a real live truck. Real live truck. Um, but it it's so funny to me that there are two horrible movies released this year. With both Ju- with Amy Adams, Amy Adams and Julianne, Julianne Moore. Moore that both deal poorly with issues of suicide yeah. and mental health. Like, it's... And then Dear Evan Hansen's the good one. Yeah, in comparison. So, we get the scene of Jane and Anna, because uh, Anna calls her Jane Russell, assumes she's the neighbor across the street, mm-hmm. and she's like, ah, oh, yeah. And they talk about Ethan a little bit. She thanks her for the candle. And then Anna's like, oh, I'm agoraphobic. I can't go outside. And Jane goes, ah, stuck inside this shitty house. I would hate to be stuck in a house this shitty. Yeah. And then they become friends. And she's like, look at all my pills. Look at my cat. Yeah. And then Jane's husband is controlling. Yeah, they take the world's worst picture of this cat. Yeah. Like this cat, it's a Wolf of Brimley cat, so it's kind of like cute. Yeah. But then it's just like making an awful face. Also, I wanted to point this out. Were they trying to make it look like the cat in the meme when the two girls from uh, Real Housewives are fighting? I don't know. Well, they succeed. Because <laughs> that's like the shot because the cat's like seated at the table and it has a glass of wine. <laughs> yeah, like out of the plot holes in this movie, that's the one that bothers me least. Oh, it's um, not a plot hole. It's just like a mistake. Like... Why would you try to invoke that? So, she shows her, she, uh, Anna shows Jane all of her pills. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, all new friends do. Like, look at all my meds. Look at my meds. I'm drinking wine. And uh, Jane sketches Anna and her cat and signs it. And then they uh, put it in, Anna puts it in a drawer. They get wine drunk. Yeah. And uh, Anna, like, watches Jane go home. Mm-hmm. And then there's a knock on the door, and it's Alistair. Yes. Gary freaking Oldman. Gary Oldman's in this movie. <laughs> How did they get this cast? And he's like, oh, you know, has anyone from my family been by? And she lies and says no one has been, but does say, like, oh, Ethan brought the candle by a few week- a few days ago. Thank your wife for me. Yeah. So, like, she lies for Jane because Jane is implied that Alistair is controlling. Yeah. I don't see the point in that lie. I don't know. Because, like, you could totally just say, yes, I've met your son and your wife. Yeah. Like, you don't have to be like, yeah, we got real wine drunk together. And, like, because when he comes over, she is not there. Right. Right? So it's not like she's trying to hide that she was there. You could just say, like, I've met them. Yes. And... (laughs) Like, there's no harm in that. I, it's not like they were doing drugs. <laughs> there's no reason to lie. And she never says anything along the lines of, like, if he knew I was here, yeah. there'd be trouble. She just lies for no reason. Meanwhile, it's Wednesday. Meanwhile, now it's Wednesday. So some, we, we get someone in the house. We can hear someone in the house. Yes. It's David. Um... Yeah. That's, that's all the suspense for that part. David is going through Anna's drawers looking for a box cutter. Yeah. Because he's picked up some handyman work. And mentions that he cleaned the eggs off her door. 
Yes. And, like, that's hard. I know we lived in a neighborhood one year where they egged a bunch of cars, and there was a little bit of egg on my car, and it took forever to get off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is probably my favorite Oh, the line. The line the <laughs> yeah. A guy across the street asked me to help him open some boxes, store some stuff. I thought you might have a box cutter. Now you're a handyman. I thought you were a singer-songwriter. Which is why I am a handyman. <laughs> and then my next note, oh, I like David. And then at one point, David, like, jumps out and scares her and laughs. My, my next note is, imagine being able to make friends this quickly as an adult. Like, Amy Adams in this movie has made tons of friends very quickly and is agoraphobic. Right? I can't say hi to people in the grocery store. <laughs> so, uh, we then see Anna watching a video of herself and her husband, and that's when we find out her husband's Anthony Mackie. Um, yes. And she, like, watches a home video. And uh, yeah, so Anna basically then starts to spy on the neighbors. Yes. Well, one thing that we kind of do establish is John Walker is, or uh, J- John, uh, David Winter is uh, basically kind of keeping an eye on uh, Anna. Anna as well. So it used to be a, a job that Falcon had, and then he rejected that job, and then it was usurped by John Walker. Again, it's happening again. Woman in the window is part of the MCU. Yes. Um, Anna is spying on her neighbors and she sees Ethan uh, be scared and she calls and Ethan picks up the phone. Yeah, I think she heard a scream. Yeah, and she she calls to check on them. And then she sees Jane run out of the house. Yeah. Anna's phone rings and it's Alistair. And she's like, Oh, I heard a scream and I was just checking to make sure you were okay. Mm -hmm. Which is the truth. Yeah. And she's looking through the window and she sees Alistair on the phone holding a hammer. Yeah. Like ominously. And he's like, there was no scream. And then Ethan comes to her house again. She hugs him and she's nice to him. Yeah, this is... (laughs) Well, before that, there's also a weird scene where uh, David Winter... Because uh, she asked David if she heard the scream. Yeah. And there's just a crying woman in his room yeah. that we never see. And no one addresses to the point where I thought someone was crying outside of where we live. Because <laughs> it was like... I, hear, I mean, we eventually find out. Oh, I know. Yeah. But what I'm saying is there's clearly the sound of someone crying, but no one in the movie is recon- is like recognizing it. To the point where I was like, is this part of the movie? Or you thought it was... Or is this behind me out the window? So then I was in the window looking. Looking out. And I made that joke too early. Because you don't know what happens. So... Uh, Also, when Ethan comes over, uh, Anna gives him a big hug and tells him he's safe. And then she sneezes. He sneezes in her face. Yeah. Because he's allergic to cats. That was great. So then, like, some time goes by. She and drinks. She drinks. And then we see her drink out of her running water tap like a puppy. Yeah, because she's so hammered. <laughs> that she's I just, think that's what they're trying to imply. That, that she just wasted. turns her water <laughs> spigot on and, and just lays underneath. Instead of getting underneath. a cup, yeah. <laughs> that's when I have the note. 
Why did Amy Adams decide to do a film where she looks terrible the whole time? She thought she'd get, like, an award. Like, usually doing Mm -hmm. movies where you uh, don't look great is a good award bait thing. Yeah. So then Anna realizes she can't find her cell phone and just freaks out. Real terror. When this happened, I immediately was like, where's my phone? And she looks across the street and she sees Jane in the Russell's house yelling at someone and then... She, like, goes backwards, and then the next time we see her in the window, she's a knife sticking out of her. Yes. Uh, Anna still can't find her cell phone. She's freaking out. And then we get, like, this weird blood splash effect on the camera. Yeah. uh, It's so bad. Imagine you were playing a first-person shooter, and you took damage. Yes. That's what it looks like. And it never happens again, and it never happened before. No, it is so weird. It almost looks like a mistake. Yeah, like, it's bad. Uh, But, like, I want to point out, you clearly see her stabbed with a knife in her. Um, And then, like, she calls 911, and the operator says something like, did you stab your neighbor? And she's like, what? And then she, like, kind of falls over. Yeah. Uh, Next note. How long until I can watch Taskmaster? Um, Oh, yeah, because Anna does go outside at this point. And falls on the sidewalk. She grabs like an umbrella? Yeah. It's not raining. No. But, but she's trying to shield herself from the outside. From the outside. and But she can't see. And she like walking across the street. And I was like, she's going to get hit by a car. And then there's headlights. And then she's back inside. I don't know if she actually got hit by a car and caused the umbrella to tumble down the sidewalk where Ted Mosby found it. I have no idea if any of that stuff happens. It's just now we're inside and we're joined by my favorite character, Detective Little. Yeah. So Dick Little is talking to Anna (laughs) and like... Trying to get some information about what happened. She's claiming she just saw her neighbor kill his wife. And Alistair comes over and is like, that didn't happen. That's not true. Uh, And introduces Anna to his wife, which is some other blonde woman. Yeah. And she's like, this doesn't make sense. And then things get like blurry. And then they make Ethan... Say, and Ethan goes like, you've never met my mother. Yeah. You've never met my mother. You've never met my mother. And she gets like overwhelmed. And then the scene just kind of ends. Friday. And then my next note, we missed Thursday. I was like, yeah, did we miss Thursday entirely? (laughs) So then Anna is like Googling Jane Russell. Then she does Jane Russell Boston. And I'm like, oh, you're not good at Google. Yeah. And then she kind of just like online, like digitally stalks the Russell family. Yes. Uh, and, like, hits bureaucracy as she crazy person Googles. She's calling, like, she's posing as recruiters and posing yeah. as, like, confirming insurance information. We do find out that... She then goes downstairs and goes into David's apartment. Oh, do we do this first? I'm sorry. I, I think you're right. We do. Okay. The, we find so stuff out first. I she, just didn't care. <laughs> yeah, she finds out that Alistair's first... or. Other wife or secretary, someone Alistair had a connection with. His um, his assistant at work. His assistant 
was killed when she fell off the roof of a building. Yes. Like, they, they ruled it an accident, but it was someone that worked with Alistair, so it's suspicious. So, then she loses her cat... So she heads down into Winter's, David's basement lair. Yeah, and is kind of like looking around, and she finds uh, an interesting earring. Yeah, on the the bureau, and it was Jane's earring. Jane's earring, because we get like a little flashback. She's like, "That's weird." And then she like knocks over a table, and uh, David comes out, and they're looking at this mail. And he had received something about being on parole. Yeah, he shouldn't be living in New York because he's on parole in Connecticut. Yeah. And, and he's going to go up to Connecticut and straighten it out. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, you found me out. I'm on parole. I'm a criminal. It's like, whoa. No, he's like, I'm whoa. in the wrong place in the wrong time. I got jumped and I fought back. Yeah. Like, all of this is, like, weird. It's very classic red herring. We're setting up oh, the yeah. character. It should be noticed that this character is always in shadow. Like, all the time. They try to make him look as creepy as possible. And two, she just continues to let this guy live there. Like, now she has suspicion that he's involved with the whole uh, Alistair thing. Because he went over there to help unpack... But claims he never met Alistair's wife. Yeah. And now she knows that he's on parole, so he's been arrested. So, like, as someone with agoraphobia, it seems like a person that you wouldn't want in your home. Mm Mm-hmm. But it just continues anyway. (laughs) Um, So she just starts spying on her neighbors more. Like, Mm -hmm. constantly. To the point where the new uh, Russell wife calls her and is like, stop spying on my family. And she looks and she's just on the phone staring back at her. And she's like, oh, 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 I've been caught. And she closes her blinds. Yeah. Why? Because there's a point where she's looking into, like, Ethan's bathroom. Yeah. Like a minor. Why? Would the Russells not close their blinds based on everything that's happened so far? Yeah. I just solved the movie. Then we get to Saturday. She has to go back down to David's apartment to go get punch again. And she's like notices that her things are disturbed in, in David's part of the place. Mm-hmm. And then... We see her in her house arguing with her husband again. Like, hearing her argue with her husband. Right. Also, on the phone. Also, at this point, I'm basically screaming at the sc- at the screen. Can we get to the part where you pull out the drawing? Mm-hmm. Because, like, that was so obviously where they were going. Yeah. And you had this whole plot point so obviously set up where uh, David had gone through all the drawers looking for a box cutter. So there would be like, oh, you were looking for that picture. When you were going through that. That never happens. Despite the fact they spent all this time setting that up. Like the picture will eventually come back. But like. This is so paint by numbers. That I was just like. Can we get to these points. So we can finish this movie please. Yeah. Uh, Ethan comes in. And 
Adam demands to know why he's protecting his father. And then Alistair comes in. This woman's house is like Grand Central. Punches Ethan in the face and screams in Anna's face. And then begs her to stay away from his underage son. Because he kind of has a point. Like, she's being weird and appropriate with a 15-year-old boy. Yes. Uh, 15 and a half. And then we get to Sunday. And then we get... She gets an email. Yes. So when she'd gone to sleep that night, she was having trouble sleeping, despite all the drugs and wine in her system, that the light from her alarm clock was too much, so she unplugs it. Mm -hmm. I don't know what this was meant to show. I don't know why you included this scene. She then gets an email from the super spooky guesswhoanna at gmail.com, who I meant to email and didn't have time to. Uh, And it's just a picture of her sleeping. And the clock's plugged in. Huh. Now it's just like, why did you include the scene where she unplugged the clock if you were going to use this picture? So she obviously like freaks out, drops all of her pills, call the cops, and she has the sketch. Yeah. And then uh, David wanders up because David hears the commotion. Mm-hmm. And we find out like the yellow, and he's like, She's like, you have her earring by your bed. And he's like, the yellow earrings from this woman, Catherine, I spent the night with. Yeah. And then she immediately... You might remember she was crying for some reason and we didn't address it. And then she immediately, like, sells David out to the cops that he's on parole and shouldn't be living down there. Yeah. And, like, she then just has an entire breakdown. Because she tells Detective Little, like, you're a father, you would help... You know, I'm trying to protect this little boy. And then the other detective is like, your family is dead, Miss... I don't remember her last name. Yeah, Miss Anna. Yeah, like... Miss Amy Adam Adams. And we finally see her and Anthony Mackie in the same scene. Yes, it's a flashback. And they're in the car driving in the snow, heading Mm -hmm. to like a ski resort. Yeah. And we get the impression they're already planning to separate, but they agreed they uh, they wouldn't ruin Christmas. Yes. Someone calls Anna, and she doesn't answer, and uh, her husband strongly implies it's an affair partner. Like, I bet that's him now. And then he tries to answer it, and knocks the phone loose. She goes to reach for the phone that fell on the floor. Yeah. And drives off a cliff. Drives off a cliff, kills him, kills her daughter. Yeah. But she survives. And she keeps trying to call 911, but there's no service. Yeah, despite the fact that the whole cause of this was that she had service because she was getting a phone call. Yeah. Uh, so she then cries and apologizes to the Russells because yeah. she's like, I'm clearly unwell. And then then we see her talking to her therapist. I just want to point this out. Time has on. clearly passed, but we don't get the little day markers anymore after this. Yeah. Why were they there to begin with? Like, you had enough to note when a day was because you had Halloween mixed in. This whole, like, I, I guess it's important for us as the audience to know this happened in a week. Yeah. But they never say who she has an affair with. And they seem to be hiding it like it's going to be a reveal. Yeah. It's not. It's well, not Anthony, even important. Anthony Mackie implies, oh, you always liked David. Like, he says that in a throwaway line. But he says that in a throwaway line in an imaginary conversation. Oh, I thought that was in the car for some reason. No, because she doesn't know who David is, really. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Like, again, they're not friends. Like, the relationships between people are so confusing. And, like, 
I really want to clarify this. Throughout the entire film, she's been on the phone, air quotes, with Anthony Mackie's character. Yeah. But whenever they have these conversations, she's also notably not on the phone. She's mm-hmm. always, like, doing something else, which was, like, foreshadowing. And we never really see her. Yeah. Like, it's a long shot where we can kind of see her silhouette. So, 90% of Anthony Mackie's lines are imaginary yeah. in this film. <laughs> uh, it's just so stupid. So, it turns out she was, like, this was all an effect of wine, depression, and medication. And, and then we see her with her therapist. He's moving her up to three sessions a week. And her therapist looks like Christian Bale as Dick Cheney in the yeah. device. Uh, and it's Tracy Letts, who's the playwright, who wrote this. Um, sorry about that. And we find out that David has moved out and he's going to come today and get the last of his stuff. Because he yes. understandably moved out after all this. Yeah, after she ratted him out to the police. <laughs> so... Uh, so... At this point, I'm like, well, at least the movie's over. This movie's not going to try to do, like, another twist, are they? So then Anna's looking at her phone. And she looks at that cat meme picture that we talked about earlier. Well, uh, no, she starts doing something else first. She goes. Oh, up excuse and me. This is important. This is a content warning. Um, she finds a box of pills, and there's a note that you can't read. Yeah. With it, that, and she starts like breaking the pills open and pouring the powder into a dish. Yeah. And she's clearly preparing for a suicide attempt. Mm-hmm. And she sits down and then stands up to start her phone. And then I have nothing about this movie is fun. Please, can I watch the Amazing Race now? Uh, she then starts taking a video and the quality's shockingly poor considering it does look like a modern cell phone. I want to say this right now. For some reason, this movie is very much an anti-Apple commercial. Yeah. Because it's an iPhone, but it looks really, really grainy. Yeah. So, uh, (laughs) she's, we see her sitting there, but then we also see the phone's video of it so we can compare and see how terrible Apple products are. And she's just kind of like leaving the suicide note because she wants to make a change in her will before she dies. But we don't know anyone she would like be leaving stuff to because they didn't do a good job of establishing her as a person. Well, and she also mentions like... She's not changing a lot from her will that's on file that she made with her husband. Yeah. Which I was like kind of surprised by because I would imagine if you are married with a child, a lot of your will is discussing the child. Yeah. And what will happen to them. And in a lot of cases, married couples will just tend to leave everything to the other person. Right. So I don't know who everything is going to. But she also wants to make it clear that David is not involved in her death. Yeah, I guess there Because were... she's setting it up that he's going to find her body. Yeah. So I guess this is just, like, to protect him so he doesn't get... Yeah. Which, okay. And then she picks up her cell phone and is looking at some pictures of her family and then sees the picture of the cat from the beginning the, of the, the movie. The cat meme. And she zooms in and she can see in the reflection of the wine glass uh, the woman that she saw get killed. Yeah, the, the woman who she thought was Jane. Yeah, Jane. 
Uh, and all of a sudden she's like, oh, I suddenly have evidence. So she transfers the picture onto an Apple, like, iBook. Like a MacBook, yeah. A MacBook. And she waits for David to come home so that we could, so she could be like, look, I have evidence. I don't know exactly the, when it happens, but I'm just going to say this now. The laptop falls a short distance and shatters. Yeah. And I was like, God, Apple products suck. Why is this in the movie? Uh, but she is able to show the picture to David. Yeah. And she's like, look, there's Jane Russell. And he says her name is Katie. Yeah. I was with her the other night. Remember she was crying and we didn't address it? Yeah. Uh, that's why her earring is on my nightstand. Because he did, like, they had a they had a relationship for the one night. Yeah. Uh, like, when they say they spent the night together, they sexually spent the night together. Yeah. She's actually Ethan's birth mother. Yeah, and she's been stalking the Russells. And she's been stalking the Russells. The fact that no one brought this up until now is crazy. Because, like, the, the idea that she was like, no, I met your wife. She was blonde. She had a picture of Ethan around her neck. The fact that Alistair doesn't then go, oh, that's not my wife. That's, yeah. that's this person who I know was around yesterday. <laughs> like, no one can put this together. Like, I understand why Anna couldn't, but every single human around her. Well, I, I kind of get why they don't bring her up in front of the cops, because by that point, like, let, let's get to the end. Okay, and true. Ex- explain the rest of this. So... Uh, David slept with her and bailed and talks about how, like, she was a disaster. And Anna begs him to, like, go to the cops with her. And David's like, no. Yeah, remember what happened last time the cops were here? And you told Dick Little that I was on parole and violating it? And then we hear a sneeze. Huh? Ethan, who we forgot to mention, had been, like, literally put in a van, like... A couple of the days prior, we see him leave in a van. Yeah. Uh, sneezes, and he was like, oh, yeah, it's me. I'm supposed to be in New Hampshire. Yeah. And she's he attacks David and yes. stabs him. Yeah, that's all off screen. Yeah. We're informed that that happened. And she's like, he's dead. You killed him. What did you do? And, he, and Ethan goes, he slept with my mom. Yeah. And... Ethan has stolen her house keys because she doesn't leave her house so she wouldn't notice they were gone and has been living there for a week. Yeah. And talks about how, like, you had one job to take care of your family, you and my mother. It was the only job you had. And implies that the realtor told the Russells all of Anna's business. Yeah. And he's like, look, why are you so freaked out? You were just going to kill yourself anyway. Just let me watch. Yeah, I just want to watch. He also takes... Uh, responsibility for having killed... Katie. Uh, not just Katie, but the woman that fell off the building. So now that we know Ethan's the murderer, this yeah. is why they don't bring Katie up to the cops. Because when they're discussing, like, that's not my wife... Yeah, I guess she... Katie's already, already dead, and already if somebody in the house did it, they don't really want to bring up that there's this other woman. That's true. 
So then uh, she takes a drink from the glass that she's put all of the medication powder into. Yeah. And then she turns around and, like, smacks Ethan with the wine bottle, runs away, and then slips in David's blood. Yeah. Slippery floor! (laughs) She gets up. And David grabs his ankle. And I'm like, yeah, Captain America, and then, it's time to redeem. Oh, oh, he's really stabbed now. Oh. Can I watch the amazing race now? So. So they they run up the stairs and they have this roof. Yeah, it turns out. She had a nice ass roof the whole time. She has this beautiful roof garden, which she has never seen uh, in other than this scene. Which I'm like, is this technically outside for her? If it is, who's maintaining this garden? If it's not, why not spend more time on this garden? It's beautiful. Yeah, it's like this beautiful rooftop garden. Uh, You could probably see more of your neighbors. Yeah. (laughs) And so then they have a rooftop fight in the rain. Yes. At one point, Ethan loses the knife and she grabs it. Oh, well, this is important. Yeah. She, Ethan's trying to stab her with this knife and she picks up like a table and blocks it. Yeah. And then when she puts the table down, Ethan's gone. And mm-hmm. I was like, are you really going to try another twist in this film? Like, are, are we now supposed to believe Ethan's imaginary? Thank God, no. Uh, he's just hiding. I don't know how he got this far away from her in that like second. Behind the garden. Yeah. And... Uh, sneaks up and stabs Adam with one of those... Adam, excuse me. Anna, with one of those, like... Like a little garden claws. Yeah. yeah, one of those garden rakes in the face. Yeah, it's a lot. It looks horrible. And I was just... It was one of those moments where it kind of looked like a Sam Raimi special effects because it looked very practical. Yeah. That I was like, you can't do this in a film... Something this, like, visually gory and think you're in an Oscar film. Yeah. So, like, as soon as that happened, I was like, what? Because the whole time I was like, it really felt like this was an acclaimed cast thinking that this would be an easy movie to get Oscar buzz. Because, like, there's a lot of great actors in this movie that probably only worked on this movie for a week at most. And then that happened, and I'm like, oh, this would never get nominated, no matter how good this is. Yeah, and, like, the movie took, like, two and a half months to shoot. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> that being said, I think the only person who had to be there every day would have been Amy Adams. Yeah. Most of the rest of the cast probably had entire weeks off. Like, Julianne Moore was probably on set for a week. If even. Like, she's in one scene. <laughs> The real Jane Russell's probably only there for a couple days. Yeah. So they get in, they they continue fighting when they've both been stabbed a little bit, and mm-hmm. he tries to drown her in a puddle. Yeah. And then decides he's going to throw her off the roof like he did with his dad's secretary. Yeah. And then there was a throwaway line at the beginning of the movie that we didn't even write down about uh, Captain America points out the skylight has mold. Yes. Yeah, so it's not strong. And then she throws him through the skylight. Yes. Which I believe is a reference to the film Vertigo. This la- that shot looks like the last shot in Vertigo. Yeah. When we see Ethan's body. Yeah, because he falls like through the middle of a spiral staircase. Yeah. Uh, so Ethan's just dead. Like next to uh, Winters. 
and we cut to a hospital. Mm-hmm. And Amy Adams is there with Detective Little. And Dick Little is like, I screwed this up a lot. Like, I'm, I, I really messed it. Look how stabbed you are. Like, yeah. I probably should have done better to make you less stabbed. Yeah, and then he tells her a bunch of things of like, they found Katie's body. Mm-hmm. She was right about everything. Ethan is dead. His parents are in custody for helping cover up the murders. Yeah. And Little had swiped her phone from the scene of the crime. Yeah. And he had seen her... Um, her video. Her essential, her essential video suicide note. Yeah, and he's like, I'm going to be back in an hour to confiscate that for from you. If you happen to delete anything from it, so be it. He allows her to delete the suicide letter. Yeah. Nine months later. Yeah, and then it's just nine months later. And it her is... house is being auctioned off. And yeah. we see her nicely dressed, packing up. She's wearing makeup. She's lost weight. And she does have some scarring on one side of her face. Yeah. But like... Not that bad, really. Not that bad. And she's standing in the window. No, no, she's standing in her child's bedroom. And she says, I have to go now. I miss you. And she takes the stairs down so we can watch her walk past the places David and Ethan died. Yeah. And like... Punch is fine, though. She walks down like four floors. Yeah. Right? So we watch this woman walk down four flights of steps. Then she walks outside, and we're supposed to be like, oh, she's outside, she's, she can't do that. And she gets into a taxi cab, and then we watch the taxi cab drive off for entirely too long. And it drives past a real live truck with truck. all of her possessions. Because she, she somehow is now moving on. Despite yeah. this incredibly traumatic two weeks of her life, she's just, I guess... The implication being now she's taking her recovery seriously. Like she stopped drinking on her meds and took her therapy seriously. I don't understand when she was about to kill herself, why what she went through was so, it was so horrible that it made her be like, well, I have a new lust for life. Like, I don't understand why this saved her. Yeah, we don't get a lot of information. Like, this allows her to forgive herself and start to move on Mm -hmm. and heal, I guess. And then the movie ends. Yeah. Time for me to be upset. All right. Uh, We have Ethan, who is our our surprise villain in this. This is very similar to me of uh, Fanatic. Yes. Where it's... A person we're not saying has some sort of special needs or mental illness. So we're not identifying what that that condition is. But it makes him weird so it justifies that he's a killer. Yeah. And I hate that. Yeah. Especially if the profession you've chosen for Anna is child psychologist. Yeah, like the first thing that should happen is she should recognize what that condition is. Yeah, because she's been trained for years at that exact thing. But no, like, and the fact that like yes, uh, this is a surprise to her. 
But like he comes in with a knife and is like, I want to watch you die. The fact that her plan is to disarm it with violence when she's trained for years, she yeah. has a doctorate in defusing situations like this with children. Yeah. What are we doing? Why didn't you just make her a teacher? Or <laughs> Yeah, like why pick that career for her? Yeah, it's the dumbest career you could have picked for this story. I'm assuming this is based on a book. And I'm assuming that in the book there's more nuance. But in the movie they really should have changed her career. Yeah, it's so dumb. It's it's bad. Uh, Amy Adams was nominated for another award besides the Razzies for this. Yeah. Uh, the Alliance of Women Film Journalists nominated her for the She Deserves a New Agent Award. Oh, she does. Because she has been in some garbage this year. Were you hoping Julianne Moore was like going to yell at Amy Adams, stop starting a relationship with my son, and this was just going to be Dear Evan Hansen? Yeah. I mean, this movie handles mental illness so poorly. Youth mental illness, her mental illness. Yeah. I mean, the husband and daughter feel so exploitative. Mm -hmm. There's nothing good about this film. No. There's nothing enjoyable about this movie. Because I want to... I'll shout out Gary Oldman, because Gary Oldman's acting his ass off, because that's what he does. Well, he worked with this director, and that's for a film for which he won the Oscar for playing Churchill. Oh, really? Yeah, this is the director of, like, Atonement. Oh. Yeah, like, this... Joe Wright did good movies. It's just... I'm always confused when people are working on a film. And, you know, it's hard to identify a movie as garbage when you're, like, in the trenches and you're working hard on it. Yeah. But... This type of story being told in this way, I couldn't believe that anyone working on this film was like, this is going to be someone's favorite movie. Yeah. Because of course not. Like, there's nothing in this film that makes me think, man, a person's going to want to watch this movie more than once. And I really don't understand when you have a character whose arc is I'm afraid to go outside. Mm-hmm. Never overcomes that, like, on her own, out of necessity. Like, it seems to be the slam dunk of this is she runs out of her home to save somebody. Like, she keeps seeing bad stuff outside, and she's afraid. But then due to her relationship with whether it be Julianne Moore or Ethan makes her have to take action outside. And that's her redemption arc. Yeah. Instead, like, this movie requires, or this movie leans too much on twists than it does story. Yeah. And it's bad. I mean, this movie, they did know that this movie had problems before it was released. Yeah, is that why they buried it on Netflix and made a parody immediately? I mean, this movie was supposed to come out in 2019. Oh, really? And it was pushed back for rewrites and reshoots because the test screenings were a disaster. Really? And then it got delayed. It got delayed to uh, 2020, pandemic. And then 
And like summer 2020, Netflix was like, we'll just put it out. This was one of the many properties that Disney picked up when they bought Fox. Yeah. That they've been trying to burn off. Because Fox had some just crap. Yeah. So this is like another piece of the like Fox deal that Disney was like, we don't even want to put this on like Hulu. Yeah. Netflix, you can have it. It's, it's very bad. (laughs) If you give it to us, we're going to make a whole other movie about how bad it is. They really did. Okay, you go ahead and do that. Uh, (laughs) So... Uh, yeah, that's that's our review. Anything else you have to add? The same director has um, the same director has another movie coming out right now. Yeah. Uh, the very popular on YouTube, Cyrano. Oh, really? He, he did Cyrano. Yeah, which is an eighty-six on Rotten Tomatoes. Really interesting. So, I mean, this director Ray is or miss for this director. Joe Wright is just really hit or miss because he also had like Pan, which didn't go great. Which which was panned. Ha! Ah! But he also had things like Atonement and Hannah, which right. were and Darkest Hour. And Gary Oldman won an Oscar for Darkest Hour. Yeah. So this is kind of it's more of a rare dud because he's done a few movies and this is like one of two real duds he's ever had. Because I will say the moment that I, I hate. That super long her exiting the house where she's walking down four flights of stairs. Yeah. It's shot where there's a wall missing, basically. Like, the wall that the stairs are connected to is missing. So we could shoot her descent all the way down. Mm -hmm. Like, that's an expensive shot because you had to build, like, a three-story house. Yeah. And then use this, like, crane shot to get it. So it's nicely directed. But it... I don't care and I don't like it. I, I don't like it. I don't. <laughs> so, stay doomed from me, stay doomed from you, I Hard assume. stay doomed. Very uh, hard stay doomed. Where are you putting this in the, the rank against... Dead uh, last. Dead last? This yeah. Is, see, I, I'm, I'm a little hesitant because this is clearly a bad movie in a genre I don't like. Yeah. While Space Jam was a movie I wanted to like and it like really hurt me. Mm-hmm. So I want to say that like I was hurt more by Space Jam because I wasn't expecting much from uh, Woman in the Window. Like, I don't think I would have liked Woman in the Window if it was good, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so like I'm worried that my own bias is like playing into this. That being said, I think I would put this last as well. Yeah, I mean, I I would still keep Diana first. Again, musicals, I like musicals. Space Jam wasn't great, but there were fun moments in Space Jam. Did you want to turn this off more than Rambo? Yes. Yeah? Yeah, I found this movie more upsetting than Rambo. Yeah. Because Rambo, while being... uh, Rambo Last Blood, while being very racist and sexist, Mm -hmm. um, like, there were some moments that were just like, oh, it's a gleeful shoot-em-up. Yeah, there's a, a layer removed from reality. In yes. Rambo. This, it was just like, oh my God, we know, we know what's going to happen. Yeah. And at least like in the first 20 minutes of Rambo Last Blood, when we thought he would actually succeed in saving the kid. Yeah. There was an interesting stakes. This, like, we know everything that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Even the twists didn't feel like that twisty. Yeah. Because I knew for a fact Gary Oldman didn't kill anybody. Yeah. He was too obvious. Mm-hmm. I knew David Winter didn't kill anybody. He shot him in shadow in every shot. Because he was like the obvious red herring. So I was like, okay, who's left? 
the real blonde lady mm-hmm. or the kid. Or it's all in her brain. Yeah, which... The thing with these movies, they never really are in all, all in that character's yeah. head. Like, I was surprised when it turned out it was Ethan, but it, like, it wasn't a, what? It was a, really? Like, is that what we're, oh, is that what we're leaning up to? Great. Yeah. So that's going to do it for the woman in the window. Uh, be sure to join us next week. Where we finish up Razzie Month. And we watch Karen. Yep. Yeah. And then the week after that, uh, I can say uh, the the poll was was decimated. Yeah. Decimated. Everybody wants us to do the oldest uh, pilot we could find. Yep. So we're not sure what that's going to be quite yet. Yeah. We're, we're still in, in the process of searching. There's a few that like we, we are looking for, but... We don't want to say anything definite right now. Uh, but it is time for another poll. Yeah. Because we got to do two of these back-to-back since March will be lacking in one. Because yeah. it's been eaten up by Razzie Month. Now, the poll was a little more even in uh, before it went to the patrons. Yeah, so we want to give them another chance. So we are going to bring back our finalists from our last poll. So, once again, you can vote for... Dear Evan Hansen. Yes. So someone on YouTube, hi Nancy, specifically was like, can I vote for Dear Evan Hansen still? Yes, you can. Head over to our Twitter right now, at Stay Doomed, vote for it. We're also going to bring back YouTube Live. Yep. Which is uh, a celebration of YouTube back in 2008 that recently re-emerged. And then we're going to bring up some, uh, some new stuff. We recently came across the jackassworld.com 24-hour takeover of MTV. Yes. They let the jackass guys be in charge of MTV for 24 hours straight. So we will be watching that if you'd like. And for our fourth choice, uh, staying in the MTV area, we're going to go into some liquid television. And we're going to... This is a strange one. Something we've never discussed, so I thought we'd throw it on here. It's Aeon Flux. So, those are your choices. Would you like Dear Evan Hansen is a very special episode. YouTube Live. Would you like Jackass, the 24-hour takeover, or would you like Aeon Flux? You can vote on our Twitter, at Stay Doomed, and then the top two will move on to our Patreon. Which, by the way, you can sign up for our Patreon, patreon.com slash plus2comedy. And uh, at the $5 level, you get to vote, and you get our bonus lev- uh, levels. Our bonus, bonus level. Yeah, bonus level of Stay Doomed, where uh, we will be doing our reality roundtable very soon, where we'll be talking about reality shows and just its effect on our lives. Where can people find us? You can email us at thestaydoomedshow at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at Stay Doomed. And if you are tap, tap, tapping on the glass, I'm at Plus Two Comedy. If you just want to go watch The Amazing Race or Taskmaster now, I'm at Bean Bunny Lives. Until next time, stay doomed. <laughs>